Life moves pretty fast, and in this always-on-the-go world that we find ourselves in, it's becoming ever harder to pause and reflect on what we see. Yet if we don't, we miss the opportunity to experience the things that could truly change our lives. The Little Power of Inspiration aims to be that opportunity, to stop and savour not only the events around us, but the people, the experiences, the sights and sounds. Through these inspiring stories and poems of love, redemption and change, take a moment to really see all the inspirational treasures that are present. Inspiration is all around us. All we have to do is look. My point is always, you know, let's focus on things that we have in common. Because in general, this is this is very unfortunate part of a discourse uh, these days that people seems to be focusing on this little thing that we disagree and let's fight over that. But there's like all these things that we agree on. This week, I'm talking to Tommy Serafinski, host of Tommy's Outdoors, a show that talks about biodiversity, conservation, hunting and fishing, rewilding, and much more. And they're all interconnected topics, which we'll definitely get into on the episode. So Tommy, welcome to the show. Um, How about you tell the listeners about yourself and your podcast? Hey, Danny, and hey, everybody. Um, Thanks for uh, opportunity to be on your podcast. Yeah, so like you said, um, Tommy Seldors, we are focusing on human-wildlife interactions, human-wildlife conflict, conservation, hunting and fishing, rewilding, um, you know, our relation with nature, our human relationship with nature. Um, That's, um, you know, it was like a long-winded Maybe not long, but it was, uh, you know, we, we arrived at this, uh, at this format of the show and the subject of the show from, you know, the original idea, which was dedicated to everything outdoors. But it was like, you know, a little bit of a experimenting involved into uh, how the show going to look like and, and what it's going to evolve into, um, you know, like, like, like we spoke a little bit earlier in one of my uh guests on one of the podcasts said that you know this this podcast is like my complicated hobby hmm. right because i have my day job um so i didn't come up with a you know like a business plan or anything and this is going to be a show and like this 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 it was it was uh you know kind of organic born out of my you know like a labor of love really uh i was doing what i what i liked and and i'm I'm sure we can get into more more you know details of the story how it came to be um but yeah sh- long story short this is a, a podcast about human wildlife interactions and i think that the uh how i see the the the, the unique part of the show is that i talk with sort of um two sides of the story always um because you know something i didn't know and something i actually learned more about when i was doing a podcast was that around conservation and and you know environmental issues there is incredible amount of conflict and you know opposing views which i i wasn't aware of that you know i i came kind of naive to that it's like oh conservation we want to protect nature and animals who wouldn't want that hmm. right there's like everybody's on the same page, right? Uh, not necessary. It's and the complexity of these subjects and 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 all the you know little points and little points of view, and actually you know when you listen to people, everybody is right. So I think that 
the big thing for me is that I talk both with hunters and anglers, and I talk with environmentalists, and I talk with people who are, in, you know, in NGOs, and I talk with, uh, you know, for example, lady who works in seal rescue sanctuary, and then I talk with a trawler man who, you know, so one lady focuses her, you know, work and time on helping seals and rehabilitating seals and so on and then on the ne next episode i have a trawler man who goes like oh, shoot the bastards <laughs> right yeah. and 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 yeah you know i always say that it's this huge advantage for me that people for with of different points of view listening to my podcast because i say like if even you know after all these you know 100 however many episodes right now if even one person says oh I never thought about that, right? That's my job done. That's a, that's a success that, that they present different points of view. So uh, I, I think this is uh, definitely the direction uh, that, I, that I'm taking the show, um, which is not easy on occasions because you have people, you know, I, I sometimes feel like with every episode, there's like a half of my audience gets upset with me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this is my idea is like the, we can only make progress by talking to each other and presenting each other points of view and you know if you did disagree with something that's okay i often disagree with my guests on on stuff but it's not my job to you know challenge them or convince them but sort of give a platform to present their point of view and then i have somebody else who present different point of view and we can have these conversations so that's uh, that's i think like a like a big thing for me with my show mm. and you'd mentioned there that you've got uh, 100 plus episodes uh, it actually premiered back in 2016 uh, on my birthday month in october right 2016 what were your Great. goals for it at that time with um, cuz it's very different from your day job obviously um mm. as we were speaking about in the green room before the episode but what were your goals for it and how's that evolved since that first episode yeah, um, I, I can maybe back out even 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 further. Before I had a podcast, uh, right? It's a podcaster story. So really, my story is like I started with a blog, and you know, as an as an outdoorsman, uh, I, I was originally an angler, right? Angling was my thing, or or like uh, you know, recreational fishing with rod and line, if you like. And that was, you know, these were times before Facebooks and all those things. And there was a time where people have these uh, bulletin boards, these messaging forums. And we have like an angling forum in Poland back in the days. And we were, you know, posting photos and all that stuff. And it was like a photo manager called Picasa, which was sadly killed by Google. I still think that this, this was the I best remember. photo manager ever. Yeah. ever like none, even lightroom not comes close because it was so lightweight and because i had this button on the bottom says blog this and i didn't even know what is like what what is this what it is i don't know what the blog is right so i clicked it and it's like oh it set up me a site and it's like oh cool I, so that's how i started my blog and i started blogging you know and the always idea was that I wasn't blogging like on the regular intervals or anything, but it was like if something interesting happened, I was writing a blog post, posting photos, and you know it was cool. So I, I was doing that for more than over ten years, uh, and in the meantime, I I moved to Ireland. Um, you know, I, I it was like whole new fishing opportunities here. You know, fishing in the ocean, and then you know I get a little bit of a uh, disposable income, I guess. So I, you know, went to Africa and was doing some, you know, expensive fishing trips, and that was also fun. And I was putting posts and all that. Um, but because I never wanted, you know, um, 
like, oh, I went fishing and I caught three bass. And then like, oh, I was fishing and I caught one bass. And like, there's always had to be something new, some different angles. So naturally, after 10 plus years, it, it kind of died down. It was, you know, so I stopped posting. It was like nothing, in, nothing new and interesting uh, on it. Uh, but I enjoyed this, this thing. I, I enjoyed interactions with people. I enjoyed sharing my experiences in the outdoors. And so, you know, I thought like, well, first of all, it would be cool to, have, to, to do it in the English language um, just to reach the wider audience and maybe being, you know, more, more local. And also, because, you know, English is obviously not my first language, speaking is easier than writing. So podcast was a natural choice. I was, let's do it a podcast. So that's how it started. And, and actually, little known fact is that I had a podcast in Polish language, which was started only just to learn stuff, just to figure out how that this podcasting thing works. Because I, you know, I knew as much about podcasting as I knew about blogging back then, clicking that button. So I, I probably recorded like a 20 episodes of, of, uh, of podcast in Polish language. And Kind of like in parallel, later on, maybe when I was on episode you know, 10 or 15, I started this podcast, Tommy's Outdoors, where it was initially, uh, you know, again, irregular episodes. And probably since episode six or seven, I kind of committed to schedule every two weeks. And man, it's like four years now. And mm. <laughs> I haven't missed the one. So um, that's, a, that's a little achievement. So yeah, that's 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 was the start of a uh, of that whole endeavor. And that's awesome. It takes a lot of yeah, well, you know yourself. It takes a lot of commitment to keep going. Um, you know, obviously you moved from the blog because it was getting less enjoyable, if you like, to the podcast. So you know, I I know how long it how much effort goes into that. So kudos in like five years, four or five years on it. It's amazing. And you mentioned <laughs> obviously one of the things that, that that I enjoyed about your show, and I'm glad you mentioned it earlier. Your your role isn't to offer a definitive opinion your role as the host and your guest to bring them on is to educate and let people and let the listeners make their own minds up based on your guests and what, yeah. what they've brought and an episode I, I, I really enjoyed or one of the episodes that i really enjoyed was your most recent one funnily enough with uh, mark i think mark boyden um oh, yep. who was speaking about you know uh conservation and and going back to your conversation about you know the different viewpoints where everybody's actually right when it comes to conversation and you mentioned that he changed your way of thinking which is kind of cool and so so what's what would you say has been the biggest example of someone changing your mind or making you think a very different way from how you had been prior to an episode being recorded oh it's a it's an interesting question um you know it's so i i put you this way i'm i i learn something in every episode and especially that you know uh, I, I'm I'm not the ecologist. I'm not the you know I don't have a formal education in in uh, you know wildlife or conservation or environment anything like that. I'm a computer guy, right? Like simplistically speaking. So I learn so much that you know, and you know this if you record the episode and you present while you're recording an episode, but you're not present because you're also a sound engineer and you're looking at all the different things, right? And then you're editing the episode and, you, and you're listening to it second time and you pick up on the new things that you haven't heard before. And then, you know, you're listening for the third time or fourth time once it's published. And it's like, oh, so, you know, quite often it's not even a matter of 
changing my mind as if like, whoa, I never knew about that, you know? And, you know, in, in, in case of Mark, it was interesting because he kind of changed the way how I plan the, the, the episode, because, you know, like in this case, you know, fish farms and salmon farming is like a known bad guy. So I was expecting him going, you know, like all guns blazing. Uh, and, and he shut it down completely. I said mm. like, well, I, we, we, you know, this is not our business. We have no uh, official opinion on it. We focusing on something else. Right. And it was surprising initially, but then I was like, yeah, that's actually, you know, refreshing because like if everybody, you know, has like goes all gun blazing, then there is no other way. And he actually, you know, he said like, yeah, I'm well aware of many things, but we, we purposefully taking this way. And, and the same wasn't with the episode with, uh, with Sea Rescue Ireland. In other words, there's two, one is Seal Sanctuary, one is Seal, Seal Rescue Ireland, where the lady also was like very, this is what we do, and this is what we're going to talk about. And, and not, there's in many other subjects, but we are focusing on this. And I always appreciate this, you know, clear mission. This is what we do, and we're not getting bogged down by, you know, various other things. I probably didn't answer, answer your question, but anyway. <laughs> no, no, and, and uh, it's, it, it's, it's interesting because, uh, to, to your point, um, it's, it's not black and white. You know, I always, I grew up thinking that, you know, um, any kind of, no, not any kind of hunting, that's wrong, but um, any kind of uh, control, if you like, was, was bad. But then you realize, well, if a certain uh, pest is let to breed uncontrolled, that can cause other ecological damage. And so you, you start to learn as you get older and you start to educate yourself more and listen to people like yourself and your guests, you'll learn more, which is to your point. I think it's, it's important that we keep our minds open. Mm. Not just what our firm belief is, because that's not the, not always the right one. Exactly, exactly. This, this is yeah, like this is so nuanced, so complex. So you know, anyone who says like, "Yeah, this is this way," is like, "Well, really," you know. Yeah, but and I know that's that's something that I want to speak about actually, because obviously one of the topics you cover is hunting, and this can mm. often you know result in a negative connotation from animal lovers or animal rights groups, etc. Mm-hmm. Is it a difficult, or do you find it a difficult topic? Because you mentioned that you're um, back in Poland, you were fishing and hunting. Do you find that sometimes a difficult topic to try and educate on, or what, what's your feeling on that? Look, there was quite a few episodes, um, both already published and in, in, in the pipeline, uh, taking on that subject. Um, and it, it, again, it's it's very complex. Um, my 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 main thing is like we cannot try to educate people forcefully so if someone has already predetermined point of view and is not open to revising their view right they're not going to change their view right so this is like an old military uh thing that you're not attacking fortified positions because that's where they are expecting attack right so if 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 you're dealing with animal lover or or you know ethical vegan, you know there's no point going like hunting is actually very good and hunting is conservation and go educate yourself. Right, this is absolutely not the way to go. So my my point is always you know let's focus on things that we have in common because in general this is this is 
very unfortunate part of a discourse uh, these days that people seems to be focusing on this little thing that we disagree and let's fight over that. But there's like all these things that we agree on. So, you know, uh, uh, this is where I'm trying to focus on what are the common parts where we can agree on some, we can, we can agree on something. And if it, if then happens that, you know, I, I had many scientists who are hunters, right. Or who are anglers and, the, the the subject was completely not about that. And they say, oh, you know, by the way, I'm also an angler. It's like, oh, I just know, right? And I can share with you and with the with the listeners a uh, story from my from my own podcast, where it was one of the first episodes of the podcast where I was recording with a with a lovely lady and we were talking about um she was in, in her late 50s, early 60s, I think. And we we talked about um you know connection with nature. And how you you know growing your own vegetables and how great it is for your mental health and all that stuff, right? And I didn't know any better. I said, like, yeah, exactly. It's the same with the hunters. They have this connection with their food, and they can. And I can see like she stiffens up and she goes like, mm, I am against hunting, and like, and she kind of rattles off these these things that she clearly heard somewhere, right? I against hunting with dogs and like. Clearly, she doesn't know anything about hunting with dogs, right? But she knows that she is against that because, the, right? So, okay, we, you know, we, we didn't even, we move on to the next subject and talk about other things and we finished the podcast. And I did, when we finished, like, she said, oh, yeah, Tommy, great conversation. You're in my tribe. We understand each other. But that's it. We move on, right? Mm -hmm. Next time, next time the subject of hunting comes up, that lady will have in the back of her head, I, I, I actually know one guy who is actually a good guy and we have so much in common and he's a hunter, right? And this is the way how you're changing people's attitude and people, you know, you're not trying to force something down their throat. It's just like, okay, like, what is that makes you tick, right? Connection with nature, growing vegetables. Great, it's fantastic, right? So this is, this is, my, this is, this is how I approach this, this subject. And, but that doesn't mean that, I, you know, I have an episode that are straight up hunting, right? Sweden is hunting is one of them. I had a hunter on the podcast and we, you know, dive deep and very geeky about hunting and, you know, what calibers and what, you know, what you do and how you do all these things. Sure. But then because I'm, you know, some part of my audience will not listen to that episode, but maybe someone will. And they, you know, and they pick up stuff and say like, oh, okay, so that actually is a big culture. And actually everybody in Sweden, you know, 90% is okay with hunting. And actually this is how it goes and this is how it's managed and th th that way. So I, I, I am not, like, not finding that difficult per se because I'm not trying to force anything. I I'm trying to be natural with, with what I do and who I speak with. And that ties me into a recent episode as well. I think it was maybe six or eight episodes ago with uh, Lucy, Lucy McRobert, um, mm -hmm. the communication professional, but who's also yeah. um, using storytelling and communication to to educate and help educate and goes back to your point there about it's not about forcing views down, it's about communicating views and letting people understand, you know, from that. And what, what I liked about that episode, so obviously Lucy's awesome at, at doing that and getting getting 
di- what can be difficult topics across well because of her approach. But what yeah. I, I also found interesting about that episode, and it goes back to your point earlier about us being very minute on what we choose to attack and what we choose to go after is social media and its impact on mental health and and how social is really you know distracting all the good work that can be done and all the educational stuff that can be done and i wonder because of the topics that your show is on about as you mentioned some of your listeners won't listen to hunting stuff some won't listen about more ecological stuff or whatever because of that have you ever been attacked or trolled online or as your guest shared examples mm-hmm. because all mm-hmm. they've been trying to do is educate but then you've got the the very tunnel vision people coming mm-hmm. after you or coming after them honestly no and and i think that a lot of people like you know like i think that just listeners or or followers or viewers uh, whoever they are who have this tunnel vision and not enjoying this this type of content they they probably drop off quite quickly um so in, in on on many occasions i had um i'm trying to think about negative like i can only really think about one right so so let, let me let me uh qualify that for sure i had a comments like oh i disagree with your guests on this and that right i listen to the podcast and i think that this guest you know i agree with part of it but here and here you know i did disagree or that 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 obviously happened but one that was probably uh the most like ron thompson the 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 um he was a he's a, a ranger or he was a ranger in uh, in in African, uh, one of the biggest game reserves in Africa, and you know he 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 got himself in the in the BBC show with Pierce 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 Brock. What's his Pierce name? Morgan. Guy. Pierce Morgan. Yeah, mm. they 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 kick him out from one show and now he's in <laughs> a different show. Yeah. I don't really follow these things. You you can tell, and so you know, he, he get on the show with him and he get a lot of heat, a lot of hate and like, oh, you know, he killed like 5,000 elephants and, you know, like, well, yeah, but that was like a two-year long planned government operation of elephant call and, and he was leading that operation, right? So so people with complete no clue, it's like, oh, how it happened that rangers didn't, you know, arrest him? Like, dude, he was the ranger. He was leading that operation there was abattoir built to process meat of those elephants right but people go like so i had i had him on the podcast and 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 you know obviously he he got a lot of abuse online and otherwise so obviously he he also that you know leaves the mark on personality right if you constantly attack then you maybe you know have everybody have their own way of dealing with that but it was a lo- lovely episode. He he comes across as very knowledgeable, uh, nice guy, and and that was one episode when I got like a comments on Facebook death threats. You know how dare you talking to this guy? You know it reflects badly on you and on your show and all this. But that happened only once. Wow! And I think that because he got such a huge negative publicity, there was kind of like a fallback of uh, of of that. But you know, I—that's fine. I'm not particularly bothered. You know, I, I, you know, I would never not talk to someone on a podcast. I would like—I I like to talk to because you know, someone might not like it, or they might, you know, 
ah, I don't care. If you don't like, then don't listen or unsubscribe. You know, like I said, it's it's very comfortable position. I, I admit because, like I said, this is my complicated hobby, mm. and so I don't care if I have hundred followers more. I do care, right? Don't get me wrong. Like all my followers are very valued, and folks, thank you for listening to this podcast and my podcast. But if someone you know doesn't enjoy it or, or doesn't even like, okay, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not gonna lose sleep of that. So I, I, I ab- absolutely will talk to anyone I feel like is interesting and can contribute to the conversation. And it makes sense. It's like, um, and again, it goes back to why I enjoy the show. It's those very varied topics, and I'm, I'm only getting really dug into it now. I've listened to maybe ten or twelve episodes. So I've got a huge back oh, catalog wow. to go through. But thanks what, for what listening. So far, I'm really enjoying it. And so you, you mentioned earlier as well. Um, you're originally from Poland. But now mm-hmm. you're in Ireland. What, what have you found has been different from the culture around outdoors um, between the two countries, and maybe how they approach, you know, say hunting, you know, ecological uh, stuff, etc. What, what's the differences there? First of all, I don't think I can truly answer that question because in Poland I was very much city boy, right? Born and raised in the city. Finished university in the city. First, you know, five, ten years of my career was in the, you know, Wuchin, which was at the time the biggest, second biggest city in Poland after the fall of the communism. They, they, there was, there was, you know, changes and. Uh, but then I moved to Warsaw. You know, obviously Warsaw, big, big city. Um, you know, technology. So I was, I was always, you know, the 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 biggest like a contact with nature in Poland was we had like a summer house. And I call it summer house because it wasn't really suitable to spend winter, like a Polish winter in it. But we always try to spend, you know, like a three, four months of the of summer in that house. It was in the rural areas. And so obviously as a kid, I had a, a holidays, two, two months of, uh, of, of vacations. And then uh, I had an option to work remotely, you know, one of the one of the benefits of computer industry and even though it was early 2000s i was already working remotely so like more time i was spending there so i enjoyed that and i was doing fishing i was going on holidays and there was like in a pond or something we were we went out fishing but mostly i was a city guy city boy when i moved to 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 ireland i first of all i moved to a rural area you know the county Kerry, where i'm based is called like a holiday county uh you know tourism and farming and and you know, and there was even when I was looking, you know, to accept an offer of of job in Ireland. You know, I I I I'd look up where it is. I was like, wow, is it ocean and mountains? You know, and everything in one place. Like in Poland, you need to drive the whole day to you know to be in the mountains or or, or go to the sea. So I go like, yeah, I'm there. So I came here, and it was like a truly this open this 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 doors, but. To answer your question, I think that Ireland is so fantastically accessible in terms of outdoor activities, you know, whether it's cycling, whether it's golfing even, whether it's hunting or fishing, it's so much more accessible uh, to try uh, than in Poland. Uh, so I enjoyed that, and, and, and I think that gives me opportunity to try many different things and, you know, pick and choose the ones that I like, you know. I think, again, especially in the area where I live, there is not that densely populated. Uh, you know, there's no big cities, there's no big crowds, there's relative 
easy access to, you know, uh, fishing, hunting, golfing, cycling, you name it. Um, so that's one thing. Other thing is that definitely is something that I didn't realize at first, but then as, it, as I was doing the podcast and I was talking to members of environmental NGOs and so on, I realized how depleted the nature is in Ireland. It's, it's very, very, there's like almost nothing left compared to Poland. Where, where in po- and, and in general, you know, there's, there's one, one, one other episode where, where I also discussed that with, with uh, uh, one of the scientists that, you know, the, the further east you move in Europe, the nature is richer. There's more left, if you like, mm. because the industrialization and was kind of, you know, lagging a little bit. And that left more space for wildlife. So I think that the part of that is that the Poland is uh, on, the, on the east of Europe. But also is bigger. Uh, it's it's not so um, farming heavy. So that's another thing coming from the perspective of uh, you know uh, human wildlife interactions. And and this is like this interesting thing because you know when I when I was starting the podcast, like I said, it was you know the tagline was dedicated to everything outdoors. When I was you know trying different things, and I had an episode about running and cycling and you know sailing all this stuff and then over time it kind of morphed into like okay i think that um human wildlife interactions is that this is that area this is that niche if you like that is really interesting and there's a lot to talk about here and there's a lot to educate people there's a lot to do and a lot to learn to that and and then you know from that perspective i went i'm saying oh okay i see what's going on so i i think that on one hand ireland has much is much more accessible it's easier to start, you know, either hunting or, or or fishing or any other outdoor activity. On the other hand, if you're wildlife lover or would like to, you know, see biodiversity, well, this is really far behind. Hmm. Maybe hop over the channel and get a, get a little bit further out. Now we'd mentioned obviously earlier. You said um, the the show's in its fifth year now, and it's it's evolved. You know, uh, fourth, I think. Fourth, fourth. year, fourth, fourth, mm-hmm. fourth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's evolved. Um, it's it, quite a bit from its original, you know, inception. What What's mm-hmm. the goals? What's the plans for the future of Tommy's Outdoors? Are you going to continue with the format as it is now? Would you Would you look to get back into in person recording? What's your goals? Mm. Yeah. Look, uh, th- this this is what we I think said uh, earlier in the green room that. You know, I started with a lot of in-person recording. I was traveling and it was, you know, the part, part of a gig that I was packing all my gear and going to meet the guests and all that, you know. Um, obviously, <laughs> because of COVID and all these things, uh, we, you know, it's 100% remote right now. I, I think like last year I recorded one episode, 99, was in person with an with a, like a old hunter and wild fowler uh, who, who lives nearby. It was great. You know, great talk to him and and uh, you know do like a one in person recording. Um, but to answer your question, I am not under pressure, so I'm not looking under revolution. It's evolution, and I think the show is evolving uh, all the time. And a lot of this evolution is driven by, you know, what I observe, what is what is happening, um, and and you know there there are op- there are opportunities that I. Uh, didn't envisage when I was starting a show, right? So, for example, the uh, research 
um, institutions, research projects, reaching out saying, hey, would you like to talk about our project, right? We have a scientist to talk about it. So that's great um, that, 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 you know, like a scientific community uh, have an interest in, in this. And, and this is like, I, I think there's also like a substantial portion of my uh, audience are, are, you know, people from academia. So that's one thing. The other thing is that also uh, increasingly the, the publishers are reaching out and, and you know, want to talk about, uh, you know, either want, want the author of the book interviewed or 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 one you know the which is also very interesting because then you know i i i kind of it goes on my radar hmm. you know who does what and, and and interesting people and and so on so so i i enjoy these things as well but i think that overall the the trajectory i'm on uh going to stay for so you know obviously like like every podcaster i would like to grow my audience i would like to have you know bigger reach bigger you know, like all, all these things uh, but they are not not particularly specific to Tommy's outdoors. I definitely would like to develop further the platform as a as a platform for conversation, as a platform for presenting different points of view. And you know, having said that, I'm I'm not hiding my points of view, right? Uh, I mean, like I'm a hunter and angler, right? That's 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 one thing. But I also agree with a lot of things that you know that hunters wouldn't be particularly happy me saying, and <laughs> I agree with a lot of things that rewilding, for example, movement suggests. And you know, I, I, I love the I love the idea. I appreciate all the problems. I appreciate all the difficulties. But in general, idea, I, I, I like the idea. So uh, maybe uh, you know, I could lead by example and sort of say, "Hey, people, come and listen to Tommy Outdoors." Even if you look at the you know title of the episode and you see you know like a African big game hunting, well, listen, you know you're driving somewhere or you're doing your yard work, put it on. Listen, you 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 might find something interesting. Or at least this is gonna open your 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 mind a little bit. So this is definitely my goal to continue on that trajectory and 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 position to keep positioning Tommy Outdoors as a platform for conversation, where you know, everybody have an opportunity to present their own point of view. And, and I think we need that uh, because a lot of conversation uh, on these subjects are happening on social media, on Facebooks and Twitters of this world. And these are just not the mediums for discussion. Is it like, right? But if you can sit with someone and you can have, you know, hour, two hours to, to really trash it out and, mm -hmm. and dig and ask follow-up questions and like, did I, did I understood you correctly, right? And then those people are also not limited to the, you know, 300 hard characters limit. They can actually, you know, advance their, their, their thoughts properly. That changes the, the way of conversation tremendously and 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 this is what i look forward to to do in you know in the future and i think you've definitely set the show up for that um like like i mentioned ellen and i keep mentioning that's one of the reasons i do seriously enjoy your show is the fact that anybody can come on and you allow them to come on and converse with you and you converse with them on very different points of view and it allows listeners to really knuckle in and and get different viewpoints to really make an educated decision 
on something. And I, that, that, it's not, it's something that we don't have enough of, I think. So, so kudos to you for that, for sure. So, Tommy, I've really enjoyed chatting with you, and I could have a far longer episode. Maybe we'll have to have a, a revisit, like a season four, a season five revisit or something. Anytime. For, for people that want to connect with you online and, you know, chat with you, you mentioned they can connect and you can, you're can you happy to chat with their viewpoints, etc. Where's the best place for them to find you online and connect? Sure. The, the best place is to go to tommysoutdoors.com. This is my website. This is my blog. Also, any and all podcasting platforms, people who listen to podcasts, they know they have their, you know, weapon of choice for podcasting. So I don't have to <laughs> tell you how it But TommySoutdoors.com, definitely go in there and explore the page. There's a search box in there and there are occasional blogs in there. There are videos uh, on my YouTube channel, which are not necessarily like a podcast version of video, but like a short videos. I enjoy, uh, you know, doing like a short, short form videos as well. Uh, explore that page. There's a there's a download page. There is a recommendation for Christmas books mm -hmm. uh, at the moment. Um, so definitely, TommySoutdoors.com is the best place. There's also a contact form. So by all means, if you wanna if you wanna uh, get in touch, hit uh, about and in a under about section, there's a few words about me and a contact form. So TommySoutdoors.com. From there, you will you know find me in any and all platforms that you may enjoy. And I can recommend that because I got lost in a rabbit hole when I visited your site and it was an awesome rabbit hole finding all these different categories, subcategories, <laughs> videos, book recommendations. It was awesome. I spent quite an enjoyable period of time in there. So I will leave the link to Tommy's website in the show notes. So if you're listening on your favorite app, make sure to check the show notes and you can get the link there. But I seriously recommend not only listening to the, the show, but just check out the website. It's very cool. So tell me again, thank you for appearing and I'm looking forward to the listeners, you know, learning from your chat today. Danny, thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity and uh, all the best. You love podcasting. It doesn't matter if you're a listener or a podcaster yourself. When it comes to podcasting, you're all in. Not only that, but you get excited hearing about all the cool things happening in the podcast space. Awesome. Podcast is a show for you. I'm your host, Danny Brown. And from the latest tech and cool innovations to the people driving industry forward, this show has you covered. Listen in as I take you behind the scenes of what's new in podcasting, what needs to be new, and who's going to make it happen. Released bi-weekly and available on all your favourite podcast apps, make Podchat your new favourite show when it comes to getting your podcasting fixed.